Well, hey, good morning. It's uh, Monday, May 17th, 2021. Monday, May 17th, 2021. Uh, This year's tax day. Did you finish your taxes? Or are you going to be like me, just like me, sitting at your computer all day trying to figure this crap out? Well, good luck either way. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, tell your friends to, uh, if you can, uh, Google Political Views TV Podcast. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Uh, man, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you coming by here. Uh, bring someone along with you tomorrow if you can, or bring them along today. Go out and about, say, hey, check this guy out. Uh, you may hate him. It'll give you a chance to yell at him. <laughs> uh, you know what? If you want to yell at me, you can. You can, you can uh, uh, tweet to me in all caps or, you know, tweet to me regular. Uh, questions or insights or fights <laughs> at Cyberclops. Um, that's uh, Cyber and uh, Cyclops mixed together. Cyclops is my favorite Marvel character, so uh, Cyber is online, so Cyberclops. Uh, that, that's uh, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. Uh, and I'm available on tons of platforms, as I say, every day, whatever. <clears throat> Israeli bombs. Uh, destroyed a high-rise building in Gaza City that housed offices of the Associated Press, Al Jazeera, and other uh, media outlets on Saturday. Uh, they claim with no proof there was a, a Hamas office in the uh, in the building. Uh, an obvious lie meant to allow clearance of uh, a press that is incre- increasingly uh, uh, pro-Palestine. That Yahoo, uh, Netanyahu, uh, doesn't like the idea of the press calling out Israel for war crimes and murdering children, I guess. Imagine that. Uh, the fact of the matter is press is not allowed to come into Gaza from outside. So they had, they had their press offices there. And uh, Israel had to take out the press offices on the inside to stop um, them uh, from reporting on on uh, Israeli war crimes. I mean that that has to be it. They had to stop this office from being there. The strike came hours, just hours after another Israeli bombing of a densely populated refugee uh, refugee camp in Gaza City uh, killed at least eight Palestinian children and two women uh, from an extended family in uh, the deadliest single strike of is- Israel's current assault. Hundreds have now died, including at least sixty children. A group of nearly uh, 30 Senate Democrats issued a joint statement late Sunday calling for an immediate ceasefire as Israel intensified its bombing campaign in Gaza Gaza, uh, throughout the weekend. Uh, The brief statement, which was led by Senator John Ossoff, brand new senator from Georgia, uh, and signed by 29 members of uh, the Senate Democratic Caucus, including uh, Bernie Sanders, uh, of course, you know, Vermont, Uh, Angus King of Maine, both independents. It said, to prevent any further loss of civilian life and to prevent further escalation of conflict in Israel and the Palestinian territories, we urge an immediate ceasefire. The right-wing Israeli government, of course, uh, meanwhile, has dismissed calls for a halt to its uh, bombing campaign uh, with um, uh, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu uh, indicating on Sunday that uh, the airstrikes on the densely populated uh, Gaza Strip will continue indefinitely. And, uh, you know, he's he might be doing this because he's losing power in Israel. He may not be in charge for much longer. Uh, they're going to have a fifth election 
because he is just not that popular right now. <clears throat> anyway, hundreds killed, at least 60 children murdered, free press building destroyed to hide uh, um, Israel's uh, uh, truth. Uh, they don't want the press out and make it more difficult to report on what's happening in Gaza. It is time to cut all funding to Israel uh, for a billion dollars, nearly $4 billion. Now that I have your attention, let's try and fix the world. I uh, remember that story last week uh, where Israel said they had ground troops in Gaza. Remember that story last week that I reported on that I fell for? Well, I, I, I thought there may have been some confusion, but I think it was purposeful instead. It was an insidious propaganda, uh, attempted propaganda by Israel. Uh, even as fresh fears surfaced of the looming ground invasion in Israel uh, by the Israel Defense Forces in Gaza emerged Friday morning, reporting indicated that members of the international media were <clears throat> willfully misled just hours earlier when the IDF, uh, Israeli Defense, uh, uh, Israeli Defense, whatever, um, uh, falsely announced overnight it had begun ground operations as a ruse to lure Palestinian resistance fighters into more vulnerable positions for targeted bombings. In other words, they said, oh, we're in there. So they send soldiers to uh, confront them and then they bomb them. At 12.17 a.m. Israeli time on Friday, the IDF spokesman unit sent a WhatsApp message to several foreign correspondents telling them ground troops were headed into Gaza, a major escalation beyond, you know, the bombing campaign. Instead of a ground invasion, Hamas fighters faced another attack aimed at their so-called metro network of underground tunnels beneath the, beneath the Gaza Strip. The IDF soon began a major blitz of targets in Gaza, including the tunnels, with 160 warplanes dropping approximately 450 bombs. Emerging social media reports say that the IDF's report of a ground incursion was intended to draw Hamas militants into the organization underground tunnel network which were then targeted with heavy airstrikes, using the military's direct line to international journalists as a means to attack Hamas. This is insane. One American journalist uh, based in Israel said that the WhatsApp uh, message sent from uh, Conricus to the press just after midnight Friday was awfully transparent and could damage IDF's credibility and relationship with the media. And it's and uh, he, he or, or she... Uh, is so right. I mean, Israel doesn't want the media reporting on their war crimes. Uh, but then they use the media to commit more war crimes. They use the media to get uh, militants into places where they can attack them. Isn't that insidious? That is horrible. Moving on. So what is this doing to the politics of the Iran nuclear deal, you ask? You say, huh, well, you know, what's going on there? The U.S. plans to revive the Iran nuclear deal, and that could undercut efforts to end the conflict between Israel and Palestine. Returning to the deal would result in Iran receiving billions of dollars in sanctions relief in exchange for limiting its nuclear program. 
Tehran could use that money to fund the militants since Iran is Hamas's uh, top sponsor. The U.S. would inadvertently find itself indirectly supporting both sides of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. I mean, technically, the U.S. isn't um, supporting. Uh, they're just stopping uh, the the um, uh, the sanctions. In stopping the sanctions, uh, Tehran would be able to make more money to fund Hamas. So now we may know why Biden is st- sitting there being stupid and saying nothing. I mean, he did come out and say that both sides, uh, finally, he said that both sides uh, uh, have the right to peace or something like that. I don't remember what he, he said while he was standing next to his wife, uh, Dr. Biden. Um, moving on. In a bid to stymie U.S. support for uh, a proposal, by India and South Africa to enact a trade-related aspect of the intellectual property rights, which is the TRIPS waiver, uh, the um, at the World Trade Organization, the pharmaceutical industry is distributing talking points, organizing opposition, and even collecting congressional signatures in an attempt to reverse President Biden's support for worldwide access to generic COVID-19 vaccines. An email from Jared McCowd, a lobbyist with the Pharmaceutical Research and Manufacturers of America. Uh, it's a, 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 a oddly <laughs> uh, P uh, R M A, uh, which is um, it's it's spelled out P H R M A, so it's pharma. That's uh, uh, the Research and Manufacturers of America, which is really a perfect name for them. It's a trade group whose clients include, you know, vaccine developers, AstraZeneca, Johnson Johnson, Pfizer. Uh, it was describing how big pharma and uh, sympathetic U.S. legislators are pushing lawmakers to oppose the TRIPS waiver. The email explains that Representatives Buddy Carter, he's a Republican in Georgia, and Vern uh, Buchanan, a Republican in Florida, are leading an unreleased letter to Biden, which currently has 29 co-signers, expressing concerns with the administrator, uh, administration's support for waiving IP uh, trip protections related to COVID-19 vaccines under the WTO TRIPS waiver. Uh, intellectual property protections. Uh, the letter additionally claims that the TRIPS waiver could cost U.S. jobs and be a boon for China, which would profit from our innovation, uh, in quotes. Uh, McCaud's email contains talking points that paint the uh, intellectual property waiver as a national security threat that would uh, irreversibly damage American innovators and the U.S. government's strategic engagement. So, Big Pharma is well into it and well at it at trying to stop uh, this from happening. Uh, so these documents should be coming out pretty soon. This letter should be coming out soon, and we know about it in, in advance because of a leak. While a separate document marked confidential claims that waiving intellectual property will undermine the global response to the pandemic and compromise vaccine safety. Now, remember, I talked about vaccine safety uh, last week and the week before, and I do have a minor concern about it unless they can do it right. Difficult to do it right, no, no doubt about it. According to Open Secrets, uh, the the lobbying uh, a, uh, 
company, uh, Pharma, has spent $8.7 million on lobbying so far this year. Uh, this, as, uh, as its client, Pfizer, has raked in $3.5 billion in profits. Not for, for the entire year. That's from the sale of its COVID-19 vaccine in just the first three months of 2021. $3.5 billion in profits. Think about that. Uh, let's talk about fun Republicans that we like to talk about. <laughs> Starting with Matt Gates, Daily Beast reports that Gates attended a 2019 GOP fundraiser in Orlando and that his date was a paid escort and amateur Instagram model who led a cocaine-fueled party after the event. And that's according to witnesses. Apparently, Joel Greenberg's, uh, you know, Gates' uh, wingman, the guy that's in deep, deep crap this morning. Uh, and uh, he's a purveyor of escorts, both underage and of legal age, of course, uh, will identify uh, that escort to investigators as one of more than 15 young women Gates paid for sex. To be honest, I don't care that he paid for sex. I think sex work should be regulated like a business. It's currently illegal in the United in most of the United States. Uh, the escort is uh, Megan Zalanka. That's who's going to be named. Uh, this Trump defender, uh, uh, Gala, uh, fundraiser was held in Orlando on October 26, 2019. Allegedly, Gates and Zalanka went together, the uh, prostitute. After the uh, party, they went back to Gates' hotel room where Zalanka laid out lines of cocaine on the bathroom counter. Gates joined in snorting the cocaine. No one can confirm whether they had sex that night, but sources report that Gates and Zalanka had an ongoing financial relationship in exchange for sex. He was just, you know, he was a client and he, and he paid for sex frequently. Uh, I, I'm curious to see what this girl looks like. I'm going to have to see if I can find a picture of her. Uh, Gates claims that he has never paid for sex, but apparently he wrote off the uh, stay at the Orlando Hotel as a campaign expense, which means his donors paid for him to have sex, I suppose. Uh, Gates' office had no comment. Joel Greenberg, his friend and co-conspirator, uh, Joel Greenberg, uh, who's the also the former Seminole County, Florida tax collector, pleaded guilty today to multiple crimes, including sex trafficking of a 17-year-old girl and bribery. In a deal, they uh, likely increases the uh, uh, legal troubles for Gates, of course. Uh, this shows his willingness to cooperate with investigators who, inv who are investigating Gates. And man, when this... This hits the fan. It's going to be so much fun. <laughs> and now let's talk about the other fun one, uh, fun nutbag to talk about, Marjorie Taylor Greene. She and her husband seem to have been claiming a lucrative tax break on two houses in two different Georgia counties in violation of the law. Channel 2 Action News in Atlanta uncovered this. Uh, they revealed Friday that it had obtained paperwork through public records requests that show Green and her husband claiming what's called a homestead exemption on two properties, one in Fulton County and one in Floyd County, which is in uh, the district that Green now represents. The tax break lowers the amount of property tax homeowners must pay on their homes, but it can only be claimed for one house, the owner's primary residence. In the couple's Floyd County application, they left blank a question that asked whether they had an active homestead exemption in another part of the state. That is fraud. That's called fraud. Meanwhile, Fulton County 
confirmed to the TV network that the uh, pair's tax break on their home in that county was still active. Here's what's not being reported. Since they, since they left the question blank in the Floyd County application, that means they claimed it in their Fulton County home first, which means their main residence is not in her district. Legal, but questionable. Uh, Green responded to the allegations by telling the network that the reporter on the story needs to mind his own business instead of launching yet another pathetic attempt to smear me and my family. But to that I say, that wasn't a pathetic attempt. He did a great job. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, the, ninth, uh, the Ninth Circuit Court rejected an appeal by Bayer in the uh, Hardiman versus Monsanto case in which Edwin Hardiman accused the company of failing to disclose the dangers of gly- glyphosate poses to human health. Hardiman was awarded $80 million in the case, which was later reduced to $25 million. Hardiman was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma in 2015 after two decades of using Roundup as an herbicide on his 56-acre property. His case was one of several high-profile lawsuits against Monsanto over its use of glyphosate. Uh, The company agreed to pay $10.9 billion to a total of about 125,000 people last year, all of whom allege the use of Roundup was to blame for their cancer diagnosis. And it's time for one of my favorite segments. Let's call out that piece of crap Bill Nye, the science guy, because he's the one that insists that Monsanto is doing good stuff. He has been a show for Monsanto since he visited that company and possibly could have been given something to help him along. I don't know. There is absolutely no proof of that, but he sure did change his mind right after he visited that company. So I don't know what's going on there. Bill Nye, you're a piece of crap. Um, moving on. Just days after, uh, one more. Let's talk about uh, um, uh, Kevin McCarthy. Uh, just, just days after, make, uh, uh, you know, meeting up with Donald Trump, hanging out with him by leading and, and, and having fun with Donald Trump by leading the ouster of Representative Liz Cheney uh, from Wyoming, from her leadership ranks, and giving it to, what's her name, that girl from New York. Uh, High, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy this week will once again find himself in a tough spot because of the former president. Uh, one of his allies and a member of his whip team, uh, Representative John uh, Katko, uh, a, a whip. You know what a whip is? A congressional or a Senate, a Senate whip? That's the guy that whips everybody in into uh, line. That's why they're called the whip. Anyway, uh, struck a de- uh, he struck a deal with Democrats on a 9-11 type commission to investigate the January 6th insurrection, and it's set to come to the floor this week. That means McCarthy will once again have to choose between one of his own members in Congress and Trump, who will be not so not so about any sort of independent commission inv- investigating what he did. So uh, Trump doesn't want this investigation to go forward, of course. Uh, moving on, Dark Side. Uh, that's the cybercrime syndicate uh, behind the attack uh, in. Uh, uh, in, in in the east, uh, southeast uh, of the uh, oil pipeline. It claimed it lost control uh, of its infrastructure, citing a law enforcement seizure. All the dark websites operated by the gang, including the uh, Dark Side Leaks 
blog, ransom collection site, and breach data con- uh, content delivery network have gone dark and remain inaccessible. In addition, the funds from the cryptocurrency wallets were allegedly exfiltrated to an unknown account, or according to a note passed by DarkSide operators to its affiliates. The development comes as DarkSide closed its ransomware as a uh, service affiliated program for good due to pressure from the U.S. With the group stating that they would issue decryptors to all their affiliates for the companies that were attacked, along with a promise to compensate all outstanding financial obligations by May 23rd. This may be an exit scam, an underhanded tactic that has, uh, you know... um, uh, the, the game is uh, the gang is giving a, an impression that it's retreating from the spotlight only to rebrand itself, you know, and continue its operations in another format without attracting unwanted attention. Uh, there's been speculation that the bitcoins were seized by the U.S. government. If that is the case, they didn't actually seize most of uh, the ransom payment. Uh, the majority of that was moved out of the wallet on May 9th. So uh, they still have that money. Uh, and we don't, the government isn't confirming anything. So don't, we don't really know what happened. So uh, Twitter blue is coming. And you know what? I've been telling people for a long time, Twitter is a better investment than Facebook. Twitter is uh, a, a really good investment because it's so simple and everybody uses it. Uh, Twitter is working on a tiered sub- a subscription model. I've been talking about this for like a year that it was coming and everybody has been ignoring me. Uh, It it could mean a less cluttered premium experience for the paying subscribers. Although Twitter has not confirmed the launch of the subscription uh, module, it has launched new functionalities over the past several weeks. Twitter updated its warning prompt for offensive tweets, introduced a tip jar function for people to pay other Twitter users directly for their tweets and content, improved its photo cropping algorithm, and allowed, which, you know, I I actually don't like the algorithm, and allowed Android users to search their direct messages. Last month, you know, I'd like to be able to search my direct messages, but I, uh, I guess I can't. I might be able to do it with TweetDeck. Last month, Twitter reported a profit of $68 million on a revenue of uh, just over a billion uh, for the first quarter. Uh, the company also reported a 20% increase in uh, monetizable daily active users. There we go. That's it, Monday. Uh, Thanks for listening. Man, I do appreciate you. Uh, Monday, May 17th, 2021, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I really appreciate you. Uh, Bring someone along with you tomorrow and tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast. And I'll show up right at the top of the list. And don't forget, you can tweet me now if you just want to yell at me or do something like that. Uh, And I hadn't mentioned, I've had this Twitter for a while, but, you know, I just hadn't mentioned it. So if you want to tweet me, it's at Cyberclops. That's uh, cyber, as in uh, uh, online, cyber. And Cyclops, mixed. Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. That's me. You can tweet me. You can yell at me. You can ask me a question. You can say, hey, what do you think about insert political bullshit here? Anyway, let me know what you, what you want to know about. And bring someone with you tomorrow. I really appreciate you. And remember... Always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. Thanks for coming. I'll see you tomorrow. Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles.